Welcome to the Collaboration Space. Pull up a chair in our virtual conference room as we share ideas on how you can create an engaging and productive digital workplace. Join AVISPL hosts Nancy Lucier and Anthony Salvegi, along with expert guests, as we chat about fostering collaboration in the office and online through video conferencing. Welcome back to our virtual collaboration space. I hope everyone is staying safe. In our last episode, we spoke about using digital signage to deliver COVID-19 safety messages, whether you're in an office or another public space. This week, we're following up with more insights on how to engage and inform employees and visitors using digital signage. Our chat today includes different types of content to share and how often you need to update your messaging. With me today is my co-host, Anthony Salvegi. Anthony, we have two experts returning to our podcast. Who's joining us today? We have Stu Siegel, who is the director of VL Creative, and we have Rich Doherty, who is a solutions architect for digital media for AVISPO. Hi, guys. Hey, Anthony. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Great. Stu, why don't you start us off first? Tell us a little bit about what you do at VL Creative. Sure. At VL Creative, we are a boutique agency that focuses on video, and we help corporate clients use video to be successful in whatever means they need to be using video. So we do B2B video, we do B2C video, we do digital video, we do branded content, and we do a lot of digital signage. All right. And Rich, can you go into a little bit of what you do for AVISPL? Yeah. So I manage all our partners in relation to all things digital media, which includes IPTV, enterprise video, and just traditional digital signage. We make sure that those partners really deliver on everything they promise. So what we offer our our customers is really best of breed. Okay. And so what we want to do is start off with the topic of digital signage. And I was thinking the best way to do that is just to ask you guys, define digital signage for us. What does it include? Sure. For Stu, on his side, it's all about the visual experience. And for me, it's a great way for companies to really use it as a communication tool. So we hit on all verticals. So each vertical will have a focus that they really want to, what they want to communicate to their audience. So it could be customers, it could be employees, you know, so there's a different way you can approach it. And also, do you want this to be an immersive experience? How immersive do you want it to be? So there's all different types of scenarios that you can dive into and technology, you know, whether it's touch, motion, gesture controlled. You can also have other accessories like Bluetooth or RFID, where you can have all these great experiences with customers or employees. So Richard, and sounds also like digital signage can be anything from a single screen in a room to a whole wall full of screens to create like a full-on video wall, true? Yes, exactly. And depending on the space that you have, you can really utilize that to your advantage. So if you have a big corporate lobby and, you know, a great way to really bring the message home and which includes branding and everything, like just a potential client can walk into your lobby and just be blown away at that video wall and the content that's displayed on that video wall. So they can really be moved by that experience. I think Rich got it right. I think, you know, when I think about what is digital signage, I think to my mind, so that high level definition is it's it's content that is used to inform, to inspire and to tell a story. Regardless of the platform or the tools that you're using that Rich really articulated very nicely, you're always trying to do one of those three things with digital signage, either internally or externally. That's what we love about it. So what are some of the best practices people can follow for that storytelling aspect of digital signage when they're just starting out? What tips can you give? They say these are the the boxes you need to tick when you want to tell a story that engages people. 
when I meet with new clients who are really diving into a new digital signage solution or replacing one, I really want them to understand that, you know, you've got this great hardware, but really the backbone of the entire solution is the content. So you want to treat it, you have five seconds, five to seven seconds, really to capture the attention of people who walk by these things. So what you want to do is have vibrant content, motion videos prove to be something that captures and holds people's interest high quality graphics, you know, clip art lessens the experience, you know, and and it doesn't seem as important as other things, you know, so people could just keep walking and miss the opportunity and miss the message that was being displayed. So there's lots of things as far as best practices, layout design, make sure that the biggest thing on the screen is the most important, treat it like a billboard. Like I said, you have five to seven seconds to capture their attention, make it headlines, beautiful graphics, make them look and read and they continue to move on. If you have a lot to say, add a QR code where they can use their mobile phone and that QR code will lead them to all the information that you intended to share with them. I think Rich does a great job of talking about it platform specific from, and Rich and I talk about this all the time and have done presentations on this. And for me, I see it as, you know, this is just another opportunity to tell a story. And so at a high level, storytelling has some really base level demands that you have to think about before you get into it. And the first one is, well, who's the audience? That's the first box you tick. Well, who's going to be watching this? Are these internal people? Are they clients that are visiting my office? Are they people who are walking by the building? Who are we talking to? And that is the first step in in trying to figure out how to tell your story. And then the second one is what and when this is over, do you want them to take away? Do you want them to remember your brand, remember some specific information, leave with a feeling about your brand or about the information that you communicated? So what's your end goal when the piece is done? And then the last and this one I think is the most critical, how are you going to cut through? How are you going to cut through the clutter and get people to engage, to pay attention to the story that you're telling and to remember it when they're gone? Those for me are the big three. So it sounds like from both of you, thank you, Stu and Rich, for that explanation that this content really needs to look good to capture someone's attention and get the message across. So it sounds like you need a little bit of professional design. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, From my perspective, sure. I guess I'm biased, but I will say that I, in a sense, I am unbiased because when I see something, I don't think about who produced it. I just judge it on its own merits to that. And I don't think I've ever seen anything. I guess I've seen lots of things that were professionally done that have stayed with me. And so, sure, I guess there, I think you really do have to up your game. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of video content out there. There's just such tough competition, whether it's Everybody who walks by a digital signage is walking by with a phone. And so in some sense, you're competing with everything on that phone, from email to social media platforms. So, yeah, you have to put some work in to get their attention and to keep it. If I were just starting out with a digital signage project, personally, I'd be inclined to do it conservatively. I'd want to do a very simple message, make sure I got that particular story right and then build up from there to something more complex and that maybe uses more of the features on a digital signage display or software. In your experience, is, is that what you see? Is that what you recommend to customers or, or companies? How does that usually work as a best practice? Oh, yeah. And it's funny because like when you're in a meeting and you're discussing who the stakeholders are, they just kind of look at you like deer in headlights, like, okay, one more thing I have to do. You know, and, and the thing is, it's like they'll start off very cautiously. They're, you know, kicking the tires with the software as they learn it. I mean, there's lots of things you can do as, as you progress in your kind of crawl, walk, run into the software and getting 
comfortable with it, you can do just the basics, you know, create your basic messaging and get that up on the screen. And then you can start adding time and weather, which is a huge feature. You know, people who walk by displays will want to see that. RSS feeds with world news or entertainment news, whatever. And then you can start going into social media and the branding of the entire company or whatever market you are displaying. It really can embrace all the things that you want to share with your customers or employees. And you can break up the display into different areas where other departments can then control it. You can you know, distribute roles and responsibilities throughout your entire organization and different people can populate parts of the screen and be a stakeholder for that part of the screen. Then it becomes really newsworthy and where really good information and important information will be displayed and shared across the entire enterprise. We tend to come in, Anthony, when people are ready to run but I do think that regardless of whether you're at walk, crawl, or run, you still want to be at the top of your game. And so, yeah, you you know, you know, do want to start simple, and I think everybody oftentimes will start with that crawl, but you still want to be the best crawler out there. So let's say you're starting with running, as you said, and people want to get up and running pretty quickly. I imagine they would also want to know that they're getting the return on their investment. How can they know that their digital signage is getting the kind of engagement that they want from their audiences? You know, the same way that they know, that's a great question. And the answer is the same way that you measure engagement on many other different platforms, right? You make a a business decision going in. So rather than talk about it in the abstract, let me take an example. A brand has a new corporate headquarters and they know that they have clients coming in and they want to impress those clients when they come in to show that they're best in class in their business, in their industry. There's an ROI case right there. And it's one that we see frequently. So I guess, sure, you don't get metrics like views and you don't get data the same way that you might get from an online campaign or a digital campaign, but there is still an easy way proactively to make a business case. And I'm always pleasantly surprised when brands come in, they have already, when they're ready to do something substantial, they've already kind of understood this and they just, they want to do it great. It's rare that a brand doesn't recognize the power of digital signage, which I think is also helped by the fact that it's really becoming such a need to have as opposed to a like to have. Yeah. Yeah. And if I could add to that, that question comes up a lot. What is the ROI with digital signage? And it really is if you're informing your audience, if you're entertaining your audience, there's ROI right there. They'll be talking about it. So in retail, if you created a beautiful video that really captures people's imaginations, they'll be talking about it and sharing that experience with others, which will draw more people to that location. Stu and I talk about this video wall a lot. There's a video wall at Comcast headquarters. I th- is that Philadelphia, Stu? It is. Yeah, it's an experience that is just beautiful. It's like a floor to ceiling kind of video wall experience in this huge lobby, like I said, at the Comcast HQ. And people go there you know, purposely to see the holiday video and things like that. So it, it becomes like an event. And the thing is, ROI can be measured that way, as well as in a company, you can create a call to action where there's some sort of mandatory HR paperwork that needs to be filled out or something. You can see hits or an uplift in website visits because of that call to action that was displayed on the digital signage. So there's things like that that are definitely measurable. Right. So you're, when you talk about digital signage, you, make, you bring up a good point. I think sometimes we think of it as being only customer facing, but you also mentioned that there's an internal facing aspect to it as well and a benefit to it as well. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's employee engagement. And when you keep your employees informed and up to date on company policies or accomplishments or how they gave back to the community, employees are more inclined to stay at that company because they're proud of those achievements or what the company gives back to their employees. Okay. So let's say I either walked or I ran and I've got my beautiful content and it's up and running, right? And I have it in my reception area playing for all of my employees or in a workspace or in a cafeteria. Now, at some point, all of my employees will have seen that beautiful content I created. How do I know when I need to update it? Well, that's a great question. Some of it is situational. So depending upon the situation. So if it's in, you know, if it's in a corporate installation, you can make one assumption. And if it's in a lobby, you make a second assumption. But I think that broadly speaking, stuff has a relatively short shelf life. It's not months, it's months or weeks. I don't think it's days, but it's not months either. The way that we think about this is not to look at it in a vacuum. If there were no new videos or no new stories on the feeds that you follow, you'd stop paying attention. So if that content doesn't stay relatively fresh, people tune out. Yeah, absolutely. Those are all good points. The thing is, you want to keep your your digital signage from becoming a black hole where if you, you keep the same thing up for a month and people don't see any new information, they will just walk by it without even giving it a glance. So you really want to keep it fresh. And a best practice I give some clients, if they have an issue creating new content or some hurdles where they're really relying on other departments to supply it, but they're slow moving. If you have a playlist that is, you know, like let's say you've got 20 some items in there, content assets, you can shuffle those. So people who take breaks at the same time of the day, who walk by that display, will most likely see something different if you've shuffled your playlist. You know, So that buys you some time, but you ideally want to refresh it with new content. And we have partners who offer like a subscription service who can fill that gap with really cool entertainment feeds. It could be world news. It could be whatever, you know, traffic patterns flight information. So like really good information that they can share with with whoever their audience is. And that sounds like a really easy way to keep your content fresh is that by using these feeds. Yeah, that and of course using creative outlets that can develop branding of whatever they're doing and, and keeping it updated quarterly or whatever works best for that organization. You really want to keep it as fresh as possible. You don't want anything to become stagnant. Yeah, it sounds like we need to pay attention to how often does somebody cross into the space? You know, if they're in a cafeteria, they're in there every day. And also the length of time they're looking at the screen. Again, if I'm in the lunchroom, I'm going to be there for, you know, half hour to 45 minutes. Right. Yep. And conversely, when we're doing lobby installations, we think in terms of hours. So, you know, if you've got an hour's worth of content, that has proven to be a pretty healthy loop. No one is generally waiting in your lobby. I mean, if you've got clients coming in, they're not there for an hour. So the odds of them seeing the same content, if you've got an hour's worth playing and they're saying and they're waiting for a meeting five, 10 minutes, an hour can take you pretty far down the road. Let me ask another question about content styles. You know, you have more static images, you've got motion images. Do you ever have to give guidance to organizations that maybe want to use something that's more visually appealing, that has motion to it, but they don't quite have the content for it yet. How do you deal with somebody that wants maybe to run before they can walk or doesn't quite have the content to suit the presentation that they want to give? 
From my perspective, I think you go back to those three buckets that we ticked off early on. In particular, what action do you want people to take? And if using what you have is going to get you you that action taken by the audience, then great. And if not, I think you have to stop and rethink. And again, the last sort of box to tick was how do you cut through? Is the content that you're talking about going to cut through or are you just pushing something up to push something up? Because I think people at every level are just too sophisticated for that. So my my advice always is if you're going to do it, do it right. Stu, is there anything else that you think we should call out that we haven't talked about yet? You know, I would just encourage folks to, to not be afraid to jump in. There's a reason it's the hot new platform. It's very powerful. It's just the difference between a static image and a dynamic moving image. And if you have that power to engage people and deliver a message, which we're all looking for, I would say, don't be afraid, jump on in. Wonderful. And Rich, any closing thoughts you'd like to share? Yeah, I mean, digital signage is always evolving. We're seeing augmented reality signage on glass, you know, and and just holographic digital signage where it looks like a person's right there in front of you, but they're not, you know, so there's all these immersive, incredible experiences that you can do with digital signage. And it's just opening the door and asking questions and really see what really is the good fit for your company. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't heard the previous podcast on COVID-19 digital signage messaging, I encourage you to take a listen to that episode and be sure to subscribe to the collaboration space on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. We'll see you next time in the collaboration space. Until we meet again, you can connect with us online. Our Twitter handle is at AVISPLinfo, and you'll also find us on LinkedIN and AVISPL.com.